Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Barely Bookish Podcast. We are going to be covering 1984 this week with a very good friend of mine, Nicole. It's a lot of fun. I think you guys are really, really going to enjoy it. Um, Some quick housekeeping things. So first off, we have a Patreon account now. So if you have any interest in bloopers and some show notes and coming soon, some exclusive episodes... I would really appreciate if you guys subscribe to the Patreon. It helps support the show, helps us keep doing what we're doing, and it really, really helps a lot. If you all wouldn't mind leaving a review, that also helps, and sharing it with your friends is some of the best ways to help us grow. And honestly, I really enjoy doing this, and I would really appreciate if you guys wouldn't mind helping share and get the word out there and it'll help us grow, and yeah, I just said and a lot, I'm sorry. So in other news, we also have a Twitch account, so if you enjoy watching people play video games, and you think you would enjoy watching me play video games, we play. I play Pikmin, um, I'm about to start Zelda Breath of the Wild, I try and stream Among Us on Fridays, the last couple weeks have been kind of hard, and I'm not going to be able to do it this week. But I do try, so if you want to subscribe on Twitch, that way you'll know whenever I currently am up and streaming, that's probably the best way to do it. And we also have the Discord server, so if you like virtual book clubs, we are currently reading the third book in the Wicked trilogy, so probably not the best time to join, but in the future we do, you know, suggest books, pick new ones, and it is a lot of fun. But that's all I have. And we will get right into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Barely Bookish. We are officially reading uh, George Orwell's 1984. Everyone has told me to read this and read this in person because they're like oh it's super reflective of where we are today and i was like oh why and no one would really tell me why so here we are reading it enjoying it if you haven't read this book yet um make sure you read it first because this is very spoiler inclusive and i don't want to ruin the book for anyone so make sure you read it and then you come back and we talk about it and we think about it and we judge it harshly i'm joined today by nicole welcome nicole You're welcome. I am so happy to be here. Are you ready to judge this book with me? Oh, oh, oh am I ready to judge this book with you? <laughs> I, one thing I never get over while I read classic books is I'm like, wow, this is a lot of white men in yeah. one book. Yes. I I actually read this book my senior year in high school, which while reading it now as adults we are, like I feel like it was a completely inappropriate book to give to a high schooler. Absolutely. But. I, read, I read 19, or not 19, oh my gosh, I just said it 19. Okay, I read Fahrenheit 451, and like, the amount of times it talks about like manslaughter, and like things like that, I'm like, okay, like we're okay with reading this in school. Not that it's a bad book, or that it should be banned for any reason, but I'm like, we're okay with reading this in school, but you won't let kids read like YA, fantasy, those kinds of things. I'm like, what's, you know... The line where you're like, this is allowed in school and this is not. Yeah. No, it's it was totally crazy. Like, I I was reading, it's like, how was this allowed in high school? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, my high school, we didn't read really any classics. Like, we read Romeo and Juliet, and that's it. So it's like reading what people traditionally read in high school is wild to me. Yeah. No, it was, it's definitely crazy. And it's, you know, after we had read this book, we played like a whole game around it. Really? You're going to have to tell me about the game. I'm going to have to like really think about how we played it. But it was like we played a whole game the entire after the the whole second half of like the school year. Yeah. It was just, it was crazy. Well, I could discuss that at the end because I believe the game would also reveal some spoilers from future (laughs) talking. So... Yeah, so we'll definitely have to talk about that at the end because um, I need to know more about that. And also, if you need to talk to past classmates to get more details. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I might need to go into the 
2010 class class Facebook page and be like, does anybody remember playing this? Yeah. And if you do, DM me. That's DM important. Me. I have them on a guest on the podcast. Hello, random <laughs> citizen. Um, can you tell me about this game you played in class once? Did you win? Did you lose? <laughs> what were the rules? Why did your teacher think this was a thing that should happen? <laughs> Literally. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we'll get right into it. So, chapter one, we're introduced to Winston Smith, and he enters Victory Mansions, which smells specifically of boiled cabbage and rag mats. And I'm like, as someone who's never boiled cabbage in their own home, like, I'm trying to imagine the smell, and I'm imagining, like, boiled celery. So, yeah, so it's, it's, um, as somebody who has come from a living with a grandmother... (laughs) Uh, where soup was a big thing, boiled cabbage. Oh, oh man, it's 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 pretty bad. That it's, feels right. Yeah, it's bad. So imagine like boiled lettuce, but times it by like fifteen and add a dirty sock. So I need a boiled <laughs> cabbage just to get the experience of this book now. Probably. <laughs> I'm gonna make um, cabbage rolls. What are those called? The Vietnamese. Those are probably really delicious and probably smell good. You just need to boil some cabbage and some. Socks. I think you have to like pre-boil the cabbage. That I had someone make this for me. Like I had a roommate in my freshman year of college who made them for me, and I think you have to boil cabbage to start, so I can get the terrible smell for a delicious dish later. Actually, that's probably accurate because fresh cabbage is kind of like crispy almost, mm-hmm. and if you're rolling it, I it would break. So boiling it would make sense because then that yeah. makes it more pliable. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't, I just, we got into an entire culinary discussion (laughs) three seconds in. So uh, he walks into the Victory Mansions and there's a giant poster of a man's face attached to the wall. And apparently there's something called Hate Week. All he is like, hate. I'm like, could you not come up with a more creative term? So, like, throughout this entire book, or at least through what we've read so far. Yeah. There's a lot of terms that you're going to be <laughs> yeah. like, why this term? Like, something so much better could have been <laughs> written well, up. Well, now he's talking, they, I remember them saying towards the end where he's like, we're trying to eliminate the vocabulary. So eventually this is going to become unhappy week because they don't want to add a word such as hate. <laughs> unhappy week. Don't, or what he says uh, at, towards the end of the chapters that we read, it says like... um double plus happy to make excited yeah yes yes no it's like they're trying to get rid of one dictionary and make up one with like 20 words in it where everybody just uses 20 words for the rest of their life Uh, granted that's an over exaggeration on my part but still it's it's close they said every (laughs) year it gets less and less i'm like yeah that's an accomplishment Um, so you also can't turn the TVs off completely. And my brain immediately was like, that must kill the electric bill. Like, there's oh, I know. no way that that's good for pricing. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. They also really like to remind everyone that Big Brother is watching them all the time that they don't already know. Well, that's why they keep the TVs on. I know. I apparently hate- Big Brother is watching through the TVs. And it's like, can you imagine that? Like, just like being watched when i got my camera for my computer i made sure to get one with one of those privacy flaps mm-hmm. like and granted i'm not a paranoid person but at the same time i'm like you've heard the stories yeah you know and it's it's like can you just imagine being in a place where your tv is literally watching you 24 7 also in my notes it says quote thought police unquote a cap yeah No, so right now, after reading, like, small portions of it, what are your thoughts on the thought police? Like, what what do you mean? Like, in general? Like, what do you feel like, if you were hearing that for the first time, thought police, what do you think their role would be? If I heard that out of context, not knowing anything about the book, my brain would think that they 
take random people off the street, put a cat on them and read their minds for like 20 minutes. And then if they have a single bad thought, dirty thought, anything that they don't like, they just shoot them. Yeah. That would be my thing. And it's not that far off. It's not that far off. It honestly isn't that far off. Um, Because they're basically just looking at people's eyes and their, you know, general vibe. And like, if your face isn't completely happy, you out, you know? No, exactly. Exactly. No, I definitely agree. So then we're introduced to the Ministry of Truth with the slogan, War is Peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. And I was like, what kind of Nazi agenda is that? Like, no. To to me, it was just totally a a play on contradictory words. Yeah, it's antonyms, for sure. It's just like, okay, war is peace. Think about that now. Like, in our world now, Mm -hmm. would we consider the wars that we have gone through because at our age we've been through quite a few wars yeah is it peace (laughs) well i'm trying to figure out it's okay this literally this tagline looks like it's been written by like an egotistical jerk like it does it's someone who wants to strike emotion in you no one's writing this because they believe it you know no one thinks war is peace they're writing it because they want to see your reaction to it yeah, so I, I don't think that anybody actually believes this. I don't believe Big Brother believes this. I believe they're writing it to see how everyone responds to it. And if people, like, balk at it, then the thought police come after them. I don't – that's my thing. That's what I think it is. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, like, the first, like, ministry we're introduced. And yeah. they basically – so – And it's weird what they focus on. So Mm -hmm. the Ministry of Truth focuses on news, entertainment, education, and fine arts. Yeah. I wrote an entire... It's totally weird. Yeah. I wrote my entire thing of each one. So the government speaks in news speak, which I was like, is this a play on, like, text conversations? Like, he was obviously a little bit more before his time because I think this was actually written in 1950. Hold on, let me check. Okay, it was first published in 1949, so I wasn't far off. Yeah. But, so it's not like they had text speak or anything like that. It's not like they had, um, there's an actual word, not... Not slang, but there's a word for texting the abbreviations, but I can't remember what it is for some reason. Um, It's not like they had that. So it's kind of wild to me that he kind of predicted that that would happen with technology because it's like, while some people still choose to write out full, complete sentences, when I write messages on like Twitter um, and uh, TikTok especially because TikTok's capture like the comments are so limiting. You remove spaces, you put the ampersand instead of and, you know, you do all the you are just fit it in that like caption box. So it is kind of wild to me that he kind of predicted that that would be something that happens, not in the same way, but that it happens. Yeah. No, it's 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 odd. And every time they they mentioned Newspeak. Mm-hmm. I was just like, it, it's it was so confusing in a sense. It's like you're naming your your form of speech newspeak, mm-hmm. and then when you got further on, then they start talking about old speak. <laughs> it's funny because every time they said old speak, my brain said old English. Yes. So okay. it's like same yes. thing, kind of, yeah. you know, where it's like imagine people going around today talking in old english where far though you know we would look at them like they're crazy Uh so it's kind of like it's weird for me to think about that that is something that continuously happens as language develops is that things get thrown away that we don't use anymore and languages get smaller but they also get bigger like we have new terms that we never had before like social distancing that didn't exist before uh, self-quarantine that didn't exist before it's and then like slang like um 
That's on period. That did not exist before. That's new. Yeet. <laughs> I'm just imagining all the like high schoolers listening to me going and be like, oh, that old woman is saying yeet. And I'm like, sorry, I'm 22, you know? Uh, I know. It's or yeeted. Uh, he was yeeted. <laughs> it's he, just, she, yeet. He, he, she, yeet. <laughs> no, it's definitely. Like, they yeeted. They yeeted. He hot. Uh, what is we wumbo? <laughs> oh, man. So I guess like in the terms of that, we would be old speak and they would be new speak. Uh, that's weird. Isn't that weird? It, yeah, it is weird because I was reading it as like news peak as in the news peaking or yes. i but i'm now realizing that it's like n-e-w space speak like you're it's a new way of speaking instead of being like that's the way the news speaks that's dyslexia for you um <laughs> no but that totally makes sense like it it does make sense yeah i mean and in the book they put them together so it depends on how you read decide it. to pronounce it or read it but no, it's definitely crazy how each of these ministries focus on a certain thing. Yeah. So and here's, let's go through the ministries really quick. So the Ministry of Truth, which is a newspeak, mini true, focuses on news, entertainment, education, and fine arts. Then we have the Ministry of Peace, which is mini packs. It concerns itself with war. Moving along, we have the Ministry of Love, which is mini-love, and it maintains law and order. And Winston talks about how it's super scary because it has no windows, lots of uh, traps, and armed guards. And then we have Ministry of Plenty, which is mini-plenty, and it focuses on economic affairs, which kind of makes sense. Those go together. You know, you want plenty of money. Mm-hmm. But Ministry of Love... I know. Don't like. I, I put in my notes here. Terrifying. No windows. Impossible to enter. Barbed wire. Steel doors. Hidden machine guns. And mm-hmm. big guards dressed in black. Yeah. <laughs> See, your notes are more detailed. Mine just said super scary. <laughs> super scary. Yeah, I was just like, this is not love. This is yeah. terror. Well, it's like even peace being with war. And truth being altering the truth, quote, of everything that it does. So really, the only one that truly makes sense is the Ministry of Plenty. Yeah. Which deals with economic affairs. Yep. Other than that, their ministries are all jacked up. (laughs) I mean, even Ministry of Plenty, as we get into it, like, they seem like they're purposely trying to keep people impoverished, you know? Mm -hmm. So... It's even that I'm not too sure about. Yeah. It's like it's like as if the ministries think that if they keep people miserable, they have total control. Yeah. It's so bad. So bad. bad. But think of it now. Like it does it's it's almost feels like it makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is Uh, I know. The more you think about it, the more like correlation you yeah it's like this is definitely if our society went to the extremes you know currently it's still casual and you know it's like we know that most of our data is um given freely to the government well sold to the government and sold to agencies and it's like most of us are kind of like okay whatever it's fine and it's like i am not too worried about it i'm not too worried about my personal data being sold but that's also a reflection of the fact that i'm an ad major and i rely on data you rely on you rely so on like, that data <laughs> yeah so i'm like oh whatever but i also the more you think about it the creepier it is because we've gotten to this point in society where everything can be personalized to you Let's, so i don't know it, oh weird. and i totally know about that mm-hmm. in regards to these crazy texts that i get yeah like somebody has sold my number or my data, my personal information. Because now I get all these crazies and sometimes they really are personalized with my name on them. So for everyone listening at home, the backstory that you are missing is that somehow Nicole's phone number has been leaked to, uh, 
I, I don't even know if I can say pornography text messages because they are they're horrible. They're all um very explicit. Yes. Uh, ranging from uh, services to da- like dating apps and yeah, stuff like that, right? Dating apps and providing links and, and granted devices. I have never clicked on the links, but when you read yeah. the link name, you know where it's going to. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. I mean, I even get them for like, oh, you missed an opportunity to pick up your laptop. Like, yeah, I it's crazy. But the weirdest ones are those crazy sex pornographic things. That I <laughs> so if anyone knows how to solve that at uh, Scarlet Rose on Instagram, <laughs> anything, any social Scarlet media. Yeah, Scarlet two T's just a. Uh, Send outside of you know changing your phone number. If anyone knows how to fix that, uh, let us know. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Winston uh, works for the Ministry of Tooth, but he starts talking about how he has no memories of his childhood. Even his more recent memories seem to be really scattered and far between. Mm-hmm. So um, Winston has a diary, and while it's not technically illegal because nothing is there are no laws it's still punishable by death so not illegal but you can still get killed for it makes sense yeah (laughs) you have to assume basically everything is illegal anything that provides joy or happiness is illegal pretty much Ugh, terrible it's horrible can we just talk about his pen that was an archaic instrument yeah because they don't allow them to like write really (laughs) So, like, pens are archaic in their <laughs> in their time. I know. I'm like, okay, so we type everything now? Because, I mean, I guess they have computers, right? So, but do, do they, they have computers? I don't yeah. think they do. I think only in the ministries they do. And even then, yeah, like, I think limited amount of people have them. But even, like, if you think about it, they aren't allowed to have thoughts, so what would they need to write? Exactly. I think the only people who can have the thoughts are the ones who have very detailed jobs where they're having to manipulate things. Yeah. Because, like, Winston takes notes, but he don't, it doesn't specify how he takes notes, just that he takes I notes. I think because they talk about the tubes. Yeah. So I feel like it's, like, almost like bank teller kind of way. He writes mm-hmm. his notes and then he shoots it up a tube. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out if he writes them or how he does it. Like, if they're typed out like a typewriter situation. Yeah. Because it doesn't actually specify. It doesn't specify that. Maybe we'll learn that further on. Yeah. I don't remember. Okay, I'm going to make this note. It has been nine years. No, wait. Ten years. It has been ten years (laughs) since I've read this book. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. This is my first time reading it, so it's like we'll be discovering it over again together. Exactly, and it's been fun and twisted, and yeah. <laughs> Literally, though. <laughs> oh, and then, like, everything that they purchase mm-hmm. is, like, victory whatever. So, like, mm-hmm. victory gin or victory cigarettes. Like, everything they own or, like, they purchase is a victory something. Yeah. That's weird. It is weird. And he lives in Victory Mansions. In Victory Mansions. Which, it, it says Victory Mansions, but it's like an apartment complex. Yeah. But I'm guessing because they're, they've are they dismantled capitalism that they don't have mansions. Traditionally. Then talk, and, then you talk, and then you hear about the, uh, the ministries, and the ministries are almost like mansion-esque. You know? I think I just created a word there, but like the ministry buildings are almost like they, and they say that in there, that they are like the nicest buildings, the best looking buildings. Yeah. In the entire area. Well, I know, um, like in French mansion is the word for house. Okay. So I'm one, cause they're in London. They're in London. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that's kind of what they're using instead of our traditional understanding of mansion is in, like, the um, uh, American sense. Our understanding of mansion is a gigantic home. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, so, they no longer keep track of years, which uh, 
seems to be very difficult in uh, keeping up records uh, with the passage of time. But as this goes on, we kind of realize they don't want to keep track of time. They don't want to, they eliminate the, um, not monotony, but like they eliminate the idea that time is passing. Um, And they try and seem like big brothers forever and it will be forever. Yes. And then my prediction is I think the gin, the victory gin that they're drinking is what's causing them to lose their memory. Oh, that's a good prediction. That's what I think is happening. That's a very good prediction. Can we also talk about how chocolate is like the saving grace here? Yeah, it's like a ration. I was <laughs> it's like, like a ration and then it drops down to even like 20 less? pieces or something. Like 20 what? grams or something. Like Yeah. As someone who doesn't eat chocolate that much, I'm like, why is that what we're concerned about here? But I'm like, I guess when you have no joy and all your food is flavorless, chocolate's pretty up there. No, I agree. I definitely agree with that. So Winston Smith is already sexist, so we're off to a bad start. And apparently he seems to think that all women work for the thought police and he's only interested in young, pretty women. And my brain was immediately like, this man's probably a pedo. <laughs> He's definitely uh twisted. Yeah, terrible. But I mean when you think about it and how he grew up, mm-hmm. is that the normal? I don't know. Which is scary to think. Yeah. Because at one point they talk about desire to kill and torture and That's next. That's the next one. Yeah, that's the next part that we're just about to cover. The gold thing. So now we're in two-minute hate. Yeah, so... It was after the two-minute hate. Okay, so the two-minute hate has started, and Emmanuel Goldstein appeared on the TV. He's considered to be the enemy of the people, and he used to be a big honcho in the government, but then he turned against the government and escaped to Princeton. Went, or prison, escaped prison, not Princeton. Prison. (laughs) He escaped (laughs) He was an educated man. Yeah, he dropped out of college. He dropped out of college. <laughs> to, so, to be the target of everything. Winston seems to think that he sounds like a sheep, which I don't understand. Like, how do you sound like a sheep? I'm trying to figure out what kind of voice. Like, I think there's a there's a movie on this, right? So hopefully we'll find yes. out what sounding like a sheep sounds like. Yes. Oh, the movie. That'll be interesting. <laughs> we'll have a lot to say about that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um... Everyone is freaking out about the two minutes of hate and yelling at the screen, which is weird because they seem they see seem to see this pretty often. Um, so it was weird to me that it's they have like this horribly reaction. They didn't go numb to it, but apparently it's impossible to not join in. So I was trying to wonder if they like pump something into the air to get the reaction they want because it's um, or maybe they've seen in the past somebody who doesn't get riled up well the thing is winston talks about how he um his hatred it gets so boiled up and then it goes from like one source to the other so it's like he has hatred at the big brother and then he has hatred at emmanuel goldstein it doesn't seem like it's going on his own it's looking for a target and then he shifts his hatred to killing his co-worker so it's like, that's why I'm wondering if they, you know, pump something into the air to cause them to have this hatred, because it doesn't seem like that's a logical way for it to go. But is it just Winston going through this logic, this what we think is logical, you know, because in my mind, like, I feel like they fear, like the people fear not acting. If they don't act, they'll be ripped up by the thought police. Yeah. So if they've seen somebody being ripped away by the thought police, well, their direct instinct is to react how Big Brother wants them to react. And Winston, I think Winston is just twisted. Yeah, definitely twisted. And he's pushing his rage and his anger and his hate Mm-hmm. In this line, I think he's conflicted with himself. Yeah, definitely he's having makes sense. some sort of confliction with himself on knowing who actually to hate. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's which is possible. why he may go all different ways. He doesn't know who to hate. Yeah, that makes sense too. 
It's like, why are the uh, curtains, why did the writer make the curtains blue? Yeah. We're having that conversation right now. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. So now when Goldstein guy, I know, I don't like my theory is I wonder if he even exists. Well, it says like he was advocating for the freedom of speech, the freedom of press, the freedom of assembly and the freedom of thought. Yeah. That's like all our rights right Mm -hmm. now. So, like, don't like that you had to say right now. Well, yeah, right, right now, (laughs) in quotation marks, (laughs) with my little fingers, you know. But, like, imagine like stripping our Declaration of Independence away. Yeah. Like, completely stripping that away. Like, this guy was fighting for basically the Declaration of Independence, (laughs) or at least the rights within it. (laughs) I know. And Big Brother strips them. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I can't begin to like it's it's weird to me that this book, when you think about it, it was written for the future. Where for us nineteen eighty four is very far in the past. Not very far, but it's it's in the past. But it's it's weird to me that thinking that this book was supposed to be a prediction of the future instead of like an alternative reality. Mm-hmm. So it's like putting trying to put my head in that context. Is trying to like figure out, okay, how could have this have happened? How could we have gotten here instead of where we are today? Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I mean, if 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 this is a prediction on the future, now obviously it's not a prediction of our current stance. Mm-hmm. You know, because we have the freedom of speech. We're having this conversation. Yeah. But if it goes further down the line. I couldn't imagine not being here having this conversation. I know. Being trapped in your own thoughts? In your bubble? I mean, Uh granted, we've been trapped in a bubble due to corona. You know? (laughs) But at least by the time this airs, corona's over. Oh, (laughs) I know. You're like, oh, remember when that happened? When Rona happened, you know? Like, we have been trapped in a bubble, but thank God for webcams and microphones and technology and phones, you know? But if we didn't have that in our freedom of speech, Mm -hmm. it's crazy to think how this is, like, for the future. Yeah. May we be old and dead by the time this happens. Honestly, I don't want (laughs) to. I don't want to live through. I don't want to live through this 1984. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just, I'll find a way out because I'm not interested. I'm not nope it's a no for me i'll go to antarctica thank you <laughs> yeah i know i was like i'm wondering if this is what the whole world's like or just their country like it's just oh yes technically i guess london they call it um oceana oceana yeah you're right yeah and i'm like is it just them or is the entire world like this and i was wondering if the wars that they're constantly in are countries trying to fight for these people's rights mm-hmm. you know instead of most wars tend to kind of be a territory thing um but i was i'm wondering if they're trying to get these people out like i'm hoping that the whole world's not like this and it's just their country but it's It's like there's no way yeah there's no way winston can know he'll never know if everyone's the same way because the government won't let them know what was one of the other ones it was what like eurasia there's eurasia east asia um isn't there like one for India? Yeah, I can't remember what that one's called. I, I think it's in my notes somewhere. Yeah, we have Oceania, Eurasia. No, it's definitely in there somewhere. I'm wondering if there's like a little thing in the back. Because I know those aren't the only two. Hmm. So in the appendix, there's an entire outline of Newspeak, which is kind of cool. Okay, we have Oceania, Eurasia, East Asia, and Disputed. Disputed. We haven't encountered that one yet. Yeah. So the Americas don't exist. Uh, it looks like the Americas are part of Oceania. Oh, are they? If I'm going by this color chart. It looks like Oceania is the Ameri- is North America, South America, the the southern half of Africa and Australia. Hmm. And then East Asia is the upper half is the upper half of 
Asia, like right above India, it looks like mm -hmm. India is in the disputed. So the top, the northern half of Africa, and then like India is disputed. And then like the Russian area is Eurasia, mm. which is weird. London. Okay. Yes. So Eurasia is, is pretty much all of like Europe, except for like the London part. Wow. Oceania's got a lot going on over there. Yeah. So like Oceania is like a lot. It's like they Canada. Got Alaska. Yeah. Alaska, Canada. I think that's like the North Pole up there that they got. Yeah. I was trying to figure out. I was like, is that North Pole? Or I know a lot of that scraggly bit is Canada. All the Canadians listening to this are going to be like, scraggly bit. <laughs> scraggly bit. Now, now. Those little islands, you know. Tiny little places up there. Parts breaking apart off of Canada. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I pulled this up. Oh, okay. So Oceania is definitely the largest Yes. So it looks like their little war of peace thing has been conquering. Yeah. So they're probably going up through this disputed with Northern Africa to grab it. Because they're fighting with East Asia right now, or are they fighting with Eurasia? I can't remember. I think it was Eurasia. No. Yeah, maybe Eurasia. I like that no one wants the South Pole. <laughs> Yeah, no one really wants that. Oh. Yeah, penguins. Mm -hmm. Walruses. Orcas. I don't sure. even know if orcas are down there. I don't know, to be honest with you. But anyways, now um, Winston, during the two-minute hate for going back to it, is imagining killing his co-worker behind him, which is a woman he doesn't seem to really know. The entire reason he wants to strip her naked and kill her is basically because she's young and pretty, but, um, quote, sexless, and has a sash of chastity, which makes him upset because he's awful. And he literally talks about, like, slitting her neck and killing her. <laughs> I know. I When I when you were talking about it, I said, wait till you get to the uh, neck, the throat slitting part. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like uh, he he would flog her to death, like <laughs> all because she doesn't want to have sex with him. He would tie her naked to a stake and shoot her full of arrows. Yeah, arrows. I know. I'm like, uh, first of all, women have a right to not be interested in you because they are human beings. Second of all, I just, there's so many things wrong with Winston that it's like, I, I don't even feel like I can get into it because it's, he is so selfish, I guess. And I don't even know. He's a sadist. Yeah. I mean, he is a hardcore sadist. It's like, and the last sentence of that that portion, it's he would ravish her and cut her throat at the moment of climax. Yeah. Like he is So a, he's full on talking about like raping her. Rape and killing. Rape and murder. Like he is prime example of a sadistic fuck. I am sorry. <laughs> but I I just you have the thought police and still this man's allowed to exist. Yeah, so how has he flown under the radar? Like, how have the thought police not picked up on his actions? Like, he must be really, really good at, like, concealing himself. I know, I just, he's such a terrible person. And, like, I, I almost want to believe that they're pumping something into the air for him to, like, have these thoughts. But also, I just, the more you learn about him, the less I like him. Like, I already don't like him because he's basically trying to be a rapist. And I, but then you think about it and you think about how he talks, how he doesn't remember his childhood or he doesn't remember certain things up until the point of whenever this all started. Yeah. It's like, did, did they do something to swipe memories, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and like, it could possibly be him pumping something, getting something pumped into him, you know, something mm -hmm. in the gin, something in the chocolate. Yeah. You know, 
it's you almost feel bad for him in a sense I know it's wonder, hard to feel bad for him though it's hard to feel bad for him but in some senses you almost feel bad as if okay well he's living in a shit situation but you also think about it it's like you don't he doesn't remember who he was and we don't know what he was before he could have been like a serial killer before this all started mm-hmm. no one knows you know he doesn't have any real memories besides like the couple after but he doesn't have any real memories of before they arrived and when they arrived he's i think that he it i'm guessing he was either like a teenager when the gov- this government took over I think he was, because at one point he was talking about his family. Yeah. Like, he talked about his family, and he had a sister, a mom, Mm -hmm. and a dad. So, he remembers parts of, like, his younger age. Yeah. So, that's where it's, like, confusing, because he says he doesn't remember, but then he's remembering. So, like, there's a gap from like between his teens into his adulthood. Yeah. Like there's a whole gap. And he's what? He's what? In his 40s? I, I think he's I in his 40s because when they yeah. were doing the stretching, right? Yeah. So I want to say he's in his 40s. I can't I can't decide if he's in his Yeah, it makes sense that he would be in his 40s. I can't really nail down his age though for some reason. I'm not I think exactly he's in his sure. 40s because when they were doing the stretching. Yeah. That one lady was like, hey, touch your damn toes. Literally. I know. <laughs> yeah. Which, not... We're going to have to talk about that later. Oh, too. yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll get into that one. So but... Winston doesn't like the government and he thinks that O'Brien is one of the inner people to the government. Um, but he thinks that O'Brien agrees with him. So thought crime is what... Uh, this crime is by him writing in the diary. And apparently you get no jury or no court and you're erased from the world entirely if you commit thought crime. Which, and they call it being vaporized. Yeah. Which so like, you're erased, actually... but in their terms, you're vaporized. Mm-hmm. And literally, like, everything about you is eliminated. Yeah, it shakes me to my core. I don't like it. It's, it's intense. So it's like they can't have funerals for people, but they also can't seem to form bonds with people. Like, no one in their society wants to be married. No one wants kids. They have them because the government tells them they need them. And it's not even by natural conception. I think some of them are. Because when I started finishing up, I think... (laughs) the last chapter or the one before it they talk about insemination a bunch of women who've taken the um chastity uh pledge so that's through insemination but the women that haven't still do it the um the natural way the old-fashioned way the birds and the bees the birds and the bees (laughs) we're gonna talk about the birds and the bees everybody apparently so oh my goodness (laughs) keep your kids away from this podcast uh, well, you these, just them. <laughs> I know these modern classes get darker and darker. I swear. No, they do get darker and darker. Um, Which makes you wonder what was going on in the fifties. Uh huh. Exactly. World War Two, I think. Right. Yeah, but that? something more is definitely going on. I don't know. Okay, so it ended in nineteen forty-five. So. Were all these writers just having PTSD and that's why they got these super dark books? Because Fahrenheit 451 is like, Fahrenheit 451 was really messed up and dark and about the government. 1984 messed up, dark about the government. I'm pretty sure I saw in here that he actually fought in World War II, but I could be wrong. Like, I skimmed the introduction. Okay, it just says that he's part of the police. It doesn't say that he fought in World War II. Yeah, it would explain this era of novels, these modern classics, because I'm like, why are these so messed up? Because they're not good. Like, they're very bad. Very bad. They get very uh, twisted. This one is pretty twisted in the beginning. I know. We'll see how it goes on. 
Um, okay, so we're on to chapter two. Winston is about to open the door and realizes that he... Oh, someone knocked on the door and Winston's about to open the door and he realizes that he left the notebook open with Down With Big Brother written all over it. Because Winston has no brain cells and wants to incriminate himself. Luckily, it was just a neighbor lady uh, that needed help um, with her sink. So um, Winston seems to think, as he's walking over there, he thinks that her husband's an absolute moron because they work together. Which I was like, okay, Winston, judge people, I guess. So um, this is where we discover that the government uses children to spy on their parents and everyone around them. Um, But the spies get a special uniform. So I was trying to figure out, like, if they're all in a special uniform, they're not undercover. Everyone they're knows they're spies. Yeah. So I'm like, you basically just have uh, that. What is that Nazi kid thing? The young Nazi. Do you know what I'm talking about? In schools? I know, but if there's I don't a know what it's called. term, I don't know the specific term. But it's, that's basically what this is, which is probably where he got the idea from yeah. thinking about the time period. But it's like. <laughs> great can you um, imagine that like you give birth to children they're your children but then they're like they could go and incriminate you and you know, well they don't even like their children like the more you read through this these chapters is that people have children not because they want children but because the government says the population needs to keep going what's weird is i don't think the mother mm-hmm. for this specific for the, his neighbor person yeah the the lady hates the children. But you think she hates it or doesn't? I, I think she dislikes her children. No one surprised me. I, I think she does. But however, later on, you when um excuse me, when he is talking about his children, he's like, oh, you know, he's like praising his children. Yeah. I yeah. I think she's also afraid to punish them. Because if she punishes them for anything they do, they'll turn her into the thought police. Yeah. So it's like you can't reprimand your kids. You can't say, you know, um, chill the fuck out. Yeah. Like if your kids are acting out, you can't like ground them because they'll turn you into the thought police. They need one thing from you that makes them angry and they can get you punished. And you know what's crazy is those kids in that that moment when he goes over there to help his neighbor lady. The kids are like incriminating him, pointing at him, and you know, calling him a traitor and yeah. things like that. And and then another thing, like the kids are like, to the hanging, to the hanging, to the hanging. You know. I know. So they, they're yeah, they have these hangings every month, I guess. And um, apparently, there's one happening that night, and the neighbor kids really want to see it happen because apparently, this is like a spectacle. It's like them going to the movies. Yes. So they really want to see this hanging happen, and I hate that. I hate that so much. Yeah. No, and the mother, the mother's like, no. Like, I think she does put her foot down in some cases because mm-hmm. she denies the children. Yeah, she says that they can't until her the dad gets home and the dad's not getting home early enough. Yeah. So, like, she finds a way to deny the children. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the children just, like, point their fingers and, like, using slingshots against Winston and calling him a traitor and things like that. Yeah. Like, that paranoid you. This is right after he's finished writing in his little book. Mm-hmm. His little illegal diary. Yeah. And he goes over. It made me think, does this child have a hole in the wall where they're watching? It's, I was just, like, thinking that they could be playing around and saying that he's a traitor and the thought police could just come after him. Mm-hmm. You know, just because they're playing. Scoop them up just because they're just calling and pointing fingers. Like cowboys and robbers, you know. Imagine if every time kids played that game that it was taken seriously. Damn. <laughs> Co- it's cops and robbers, not cowboys and robbers. Eh, cops, robbers, cowboys. It's <laughs> Well, in their day and age, probably is cowboys and robbers. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's so bad. So... Um, they talk about how a lot of the kids end up turning their own parents into the thought police, which I wonder how many of the parents actually did anything or the parents tried to punish their kids and they were turned into the thought police. 
Now, my question is, if the children are turning in their parents to the thought police and the thought police take it seriously and they vaporize the parents, what happens to the children? Yeah, I don't know. Like, how many homeless kids are there now? Yeah. Or do they tell random people, do they erase their memories and say that these are your kids? That could be another option. Or they take them in and they turn them into spies or the thought police themselves. Yeah. And the government raises them. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. It's like there's so many questions. Like the thought police hold so much power. And because there's no trials and like no chance to like defend yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like you're turned in. You're dead. Yeah. So it just it's it's scary. It definitely is. Um, so then they say the country's still at war and they won a victory against or won a victory in South India. So they still have like small countries within these bigger um, continents, I guess. Which is so weird. I think that's where our little map comes in handy, where it's mm-hmm. disputed. So the yeah. disputed parts, I think, still have their like normal names, like India and uh, North Africa, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm guessing. Like disputed areas are areas that still have their, we'll just call them their legal country names. Yeah. And that haven't been sense. taken over yet. That I knew sense. India was in there somewhere. Yeah. So Winston goes back to work, but first he puts a small bit of dust on the cover so that he'll know if it's been disturbed. God, he's such a stinky man. I know, it's so weird. I've never, like, picked up a piece of dust. Like, I can't even imagine having, like, a small grain of dust and be like, I imagine this place they're living being very dirty. That's true. That makes sense. Just a very grim, very dirty, dark, no sunlight. You know, like, I just imagine Winston just running his hand over his desk and, like, pouring dust into the drawer with the book. It just scatters. The pop police are like, wow, he's cleaned up in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so chapter three, Winston is dreaming of his family, but he can't remember them at all for some reason. And then uh, he talks about how his mother died 30 years ago, but he can't remember how, except that it was for loyalty. So Winston uh, woke up and he had a violent cough attack. Then uh, started. Then they started the state mandate mandated morning exercise routine so weird so weird so it's a morning exercise routine yeah it's like stretches it's not even a real exercise it doesn't seem like and it's in front of the television yeah it's front of the television they can see you through the television which is where the instructors like touch your toes you know yeah and she calls him out like she literally calls him out by the smith which I believe is his last name. Yeah, It's like Smith, you know, and then they say like Smith's number is 6079 Smith W. Mm-hmm. Like, is that your apartment number or are you literally given a number? I don't. I don't are know. the people of this country mm-hmm. just a number? It's very probable, probably. Because it doesn't seem like a street number. It seems like they're probably actually given a physical number. Given a physical number. It's like she's yelling at him to bend lower, please. Yeah. Saying he can do better than that. Which means that, like, they can't skip this morning exercise. If they're sick, they still have to do it. They can't skip it. Mm-hmm. I just was freaked out because he sleeps naked. <laughs> I know. So it made me wonder, like, is is this like a studio apartment that he's living in or does it have a bedroom? Yeah, my know. mind wonders, like, how they're actually living. Yeah. Like, is it a small, danky place, like one studio? Because, I mean, you can't have the television watching everywhere, which obviously it doesn't if unless he's multiple. in a corner. Unless there's multiple. But he's yeah. hidden in a corner where the TV can't see him when he's writing in his diary. Yeah. So we can just either assume that it is a studio or that there is a living room television and then there's a bedroom television. Which, again, it's weird because he sleeps naked. Yeah. Well, he said he can't afford pajamas. Winston just gives no fucks. Yeah, I guess so. I was like, 
buying a pair of pajamas, they said it's like more than his monthly salary. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's like, I wonder how many people uh, Big Brother sees naked. I wonder how many people Big Brother's actually watching. Yeah. Well, I wonder because they talk about there's a pornography department. I kind of wonder how many people who sleep naked are, you are know. being used as the pornography. Mm-hmm. Damn. Because otherwise they would have to use people to film it. Oh, that so something twisted just rolled up in my mind. Parents trying to conceive children. Oh, yeah, because they would definitely see that happen. Yeah. I didn't want to go there today, but I guess here we are. Oh. I mean, well, you mentioned it by people. I know. I was just kind of thinking about it. You were thinking about it, and then it just made me think even more. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, which I think is messed up. I think anything at this point in this book or era (laughs) would not surprise me. Ugh, okay. Great, great. We love to see it. Really, like, I mean, are they going to spend that type of money and those that, you know? I mean, they have easy access to all these people in their homes. But now I'm imagining, okay, imagine someone buys pornography and then it's delivered and it's a photo of themselves. Or it's your neighbor. Or it's your neighbor. We're just going to sit here with our mouths dropped wide open for a hot minute. I know. I just, oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate this train of thought I went on. Let's get back on exercise. Let's, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's move past that. So as they're exercising, Winston's starting to think back to his childhood. But all the memories he has at that point have been completely dulled. And there are no records of that time at all. So he has really no idea what his childhood was like. So Winston vaguely remembers an airstrike that took everyone by surprise when he was a kid. And they had been at peace for a really long time, so he was, like, shook that there was an airstrike. Which, this kind of makes me wonder if this is what his, the author's childhood was like. Mm-hmm. Because, time, yeah. If, if he's pulling bits and pieces mm-hmm. from his childhood. Yeah. Or so experiences. I, and I wonder if, like, the trauma made him forget. So this is his version of that manifesting as this book. That's actually a really good thought. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. It's kind of what I'm thinking. Obviously, you know, I don't really, I've never had PTSD, so I don't know how it manifests. But that's my uh, uneducated. I mean, if this was his way of, of getting it off of his chest. And working through it. And working through it. Yeah. It's it could possibly very well be. Yeah. Um, so they also have this uh concept that whenever the country is at war with someone, any past or future alliance with them is not possible, that it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Which freaks me out. Uh the country also rewrites the past continuously and brainwashes their citizens to believe it. And uh Winston thinks that the party formed in about the 60s, but that the party claims they formed in the 30s and that they created airplanes. <laughs> I just, yeah. There, I don't there's know. There's just so much censorship. Yeah, it's, it's so much censorship. It's so much hiding things. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so much having control. Yeah. It's like their need to have control over all of the people. It's it's almost to a point of desperation. Yeah. Like they are desperate and they feel like if they don't have control over every single person. Yeah. Shit's going to hit the fan. I know. It's really bad. So then this is the point where they call out Winston during his workout for not bending low enough on live TV. Mm hmm. So it freaks me out already that they don't pre-record these. Yeah. But that they're, wa- they're literally watching everyone to make sure that they're working out. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like this is one of those instances where it's like you really can't go against Big Brother because they are they give you the um feeling of always being watched. Yeah, like she's like they yell at you. They're like lower, bend lower, touch your toes, see how I'm doing it. If I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. All right, so I guess we're going to go ahead and end this here because we've already been talking for an hour and 10 minutes. Um, So thank you so much, Nicole, for being on this episode with me. Where can all the people find you? So I can be found on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Discord. Um, Even on Twitch, I can be found under Scarlet with two Ts, Rose FL. So that's Scarlet Rose FL. Um, Just don't forget the two Ts and you're good to go. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me, and I will catch you all in the next one. Bye! Toodles! Thank you all so, so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. So since you guys stayed for the outro... I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm trying to launch a merch store. Hopefully that'll be up and running soon. Um, Stay tuned. The podcast is probably the best way you'll learn about it, but I'll also be announcing it on socials. So look forward to that whenever that's available. It's a work in progress. I am testing out some shirts right now to see if I like them, if I think they're good quality, all that good stuff. So hopefully I'll have more news about that sooner. But if you want to help support the podcast and help this keep going, please, please consider donating on Patreon. It's really, really helpful. I really, really appreciate it. Um, And yeah, I hope I see you guys on Twitch more. That's going to be a lot of fun. I really like chatting with everybody that stops by. And that's all I have for you guys in this one. Next, we'll be continuing on with more 1984. I have quite a few episodes of that. So it should be a kind of a fun series for everyone. And we did cover the 1984 movie that came out in 1984. So that's going to be fun. But that's all I have for you guys on this one. If you want to find me, I am at Barely Bookish on literally everything. So please be sure to follow and get up to date on all the good stuff that's happening. The logo was made by my little sister, Sarah. Our theme song is by Raphael Crux on freepd.com. And that's all I have for you guys, and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye!